I want you to put the word out there that we back up. You understand me? Back up on Locked On Gators, talking about the Florida Gators quarterbacks from the 2021 season, a brief peek at them for next year, and we'll wrap up with what I want for the Florida Gators in 2022, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, gaming, music, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Happy Monday. Happy New Year. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Thanks to everybody that checked out. Uh, still COVID positive, fun stuff, but hey, we're, we're, we're chugging through here. You know, it's the new year. We're just starting off right. We're powering through, not starting 2022 with an L, getting right into 2021's Florida Gators quarterback situation. Obviously, Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson. I don't know if I've ever, I, I, I have a take that I've been holding on to for a couple weeks, and I, I decided today's the day I'm going to do it. I'm going to start off 2022 right with the take. Um, I was told before the season, I don't remember if I said this on air or not, but I was told before the season that uh, Emory Jones did not win the quarterback battle. Anthony Richardson won the quarterback battle, pretty much. But players wanted Anthony Richardson. Coaches wanted Emory Jones. And the coaches were committed to playing Emory Jones. And the players wanted Anthony Richardson, of course, uh, like I just said. And then I, that kind of, you need to know that as, as background for this, because my take is that I think former head coach of the Florida Gators, Dan Mullen, intentionally sabotaged Anthony Richardson this year. Um, you look at, and obviously I'm not someone who I've been like, yay, Anthony Richardson the entire time. That's not me. I've been very pro Emory Jones, very pro Anthony Richardson also, but very pro Emory Jones as well. But when we look at this, you, you look at the first couple weeks of the season before, before Anthony Richardson got hurt. It was massive plays, big wide runs for Anthony Richardson. That, that, that was kind of the forte, wide runs and the deep ball. And that, that's, that's when, whenever Anthony Richardson came in, that's what was happening. It was a wide run or a deep shot. And, you know, Dan Mullen had not publicly, but everybody knew he was very committed to Emory Jones. He was very committed to playing and starting Emory Jones and public opinion, public perception, whatever you want to call it was that Anthony Richardson should be a starting quarterback of the Florida Gators. And I think that in order to kind of kill that, that noise, Dan Mullen changed his play calling when Anthony Richardson was in the game. He did. And you could watch it from before Anthony Richardson's first injury when he came back. And then as the season progressed, there weren't as many wide runs. He started running more QB powers and, and QB blasts right at the middle. It was, it, it was pretty weird because the wide runs were working for a certain, for a, a short period of time. Anthony Richardson was the best rushing quarterback in yards per carry in like 26 yards per carry. He was throwing bombs too. So Anthony Richardson, the, the play calling changed when he came back. And then what was it? Dan Mullen, you know, he's obviously a play caller. I think Dan Mullen intentionally changed the play calling to 
to kill Anthony Richardson's momentum because he wanted to play Emory Jones. He wanted to start Emory Jones and he was getting pressure to start Anthony Richardson. So I think Dan Mullen in an effort to keep Emory Jones as starting quarterback killed Anthony Richardson's momentum intentionally by calling worse plays and changing the play call and changing the offense. Cause the deep shots didn't disappear, but Anthony Richardson kind of had to start forcing them because there weren't great play calls to get receivers open deep downfield. But Anthony Richardson wants to be that guy and the runs changed up how he called them, you know, changed how things worked. And that happened that that changed a lot also. So I think Dan Mullen intentionally sabotaged Anthony Richardson. And that is my take that you will, that you now know. So congratulations. Um, But looking at the quarterback situation in 2021, it was wildly inconsistent the entire time, whether it was Emory Jones unwillingness to challenge vertically or his unwillingness to pull the trigger when he had to throw the ball. That was a big thing with him was, not necessarily making the wrong read. It was taking too long to decide to throw that ball. And Anthony Richardson, I know, I I just said Dan Mullen was sabotaging you. It's not because you were this phenomenal player the entire time. Anthony Richardson's biggest issue was his. he was wildly inconsistent as well, whether it was not being able to hit the deep ball or throwing into coverage. Both of these quarterbacks had wildly inconsistent ears. 2021 sucked if you wanted to watch a great passing game after the 2020 season. But that was what we had. Emory Jones led the team in rushing yards and carries. He was the main runner, really, because the running backs were constantly rotated in and out, except Damian Pierce. He just, he was like sometimes in and very often not. And it was so frustrating. Um, but now that, that, that's how it went for the quarterbacks. It was just misreads, uh, late throws, questionable throws, constant pressure coming in from the defense because the offensive line was just so bad this year. And we're going to get to every position, by the way, just today's the quarterbacks because, of course, why wouldn't they be the first ones we talk about? But you look at this quarterback group from 2021, and it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. I get it. You know, I was high on Emery going into the year. A lot of people were high on Emory going into the year. A lot of people were high on Anthony Richardson going into the year. And I I get it. Anthony Richardson made bigger plays. I think neither of them would have been good enough to get Florida to the SEC championship. Um, I think it's as simple as that where, yes, Anthony Richardson would have been the better start. He was the lesser of two evils, essentially. But he, he himself, wildly inconsistent when he got the opportunity to throw the ball. He himself, decision-making, wasn't wasn't tremendous. He was the better option, but it, it wasn't great, is my point. The Florida Gators quarterbacks weren't great. <laughs> but again, both of them were also pretty inexperienced. Emory Jones played a rotational role, which I get it. You get to see the guy make a couple splash plays here and there, but you never really get to see them in a rhythm. That was an issue. Now, Emory Jones had some tremendous flashes. Emory Jones against Alabama. One of the best games you could have possibly asked for from your quarterback against that Alabama defense. One of the best games you could ask for. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how much you like him, how much you hate him. If you were in the 90,000 that were booing him for no reason, Amory Jones played a fantastic game against Alabama after that initial pick. And he, he, and he had great stretches. I don't care who he played in the Samford game because he played damn well. I don't care that it was against Samford. He made his reads. He made his throws. He had his runs. He played damn well. They both had tremendous flashes. 
but they both had tremendous lowlights as well, where you look at Emory Jones's three interception games or his his just staring right at a defender and throwing the ball to him. I think it was the um I want to say it was the South Florida game where he threw the ball so late to Trent Whitmore and a linebacker got to pick it off. And it was just like, what what are you doing, man? So both these quarterbacks struggled a lot. We'll get into their future, potential future, their 2022 outlook in the next segment. But 2021 just wasn't great for a Florida Gators quarterback. If you were a Florida Gators quarterback, you didn't have a good time in 2021. It's as simple as that. It's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions time, you know. And I think the most common one is I'm going to get in shape. That's mine this year. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Bill Bar in your plan. I'm really bad at keeping my New Year's resolutions every year because every year my goal is to get more in shape, get whatever. I want a six pack and that just has not happened. But uh, every year I get more yikes with it. Uh, every year my weakness is that I have such a sweet tooth that I, I, I seriously, like, it's bad. I mentioned all the time, but you guys don't get how bad my sweet tooth is. Like, I just always want sugar. Um, but with Bilt Bar, it's already coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories and just four net carbs, also four grams of sugar, but four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. Throw out the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer. Uh, I, that sounds gross. I don't have desk drawers, so I don't have Reese's in there. Just saying. Um, that's not like a personal thing. The Kit Kat in the back of the cupboard. I don't have a cupboard, so that's not. And just get Built Bar so you don't have to sneak around. You don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have to feel like you're doing something wrong. Built Bar is just fantastic taste-wise, health-wise. It's great. They're always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so you'll never really get bored with it. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at Built Bar or Built.com. Now we're taking a look at the 2022 season of the quarterback, and it's 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 a whole lot of question marks, really. <laughs> We've got Anthony Richardson time, maybe. Uh, it, it, it could be his time, you know. Billy Napier is not the type to just just hand a starting job to anybody. So it's not officially Anthony Richardson time. Emory Jones was, you know, before the bowl game, it was, oh, Emory Jones is playing in the bowl and then entering the transfer portal. It's been a week and a half, and we haven't heard Emory Jones officially enter the transfer portal. I haven't heard. We know he hasn't officially entered the transfer portal at the time of recording. So is he really leaving, or are they getting into a quarterback battle again? Because I said it when I said a week before Emory Jones said he would enter the transfer portal. I said I don't think he leaves. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's trying to back down from a challenge. And we know that Billy Napier isn't going to just hand you a starting job to Emory or Anthony Richardson. They're going to compete for it, and they're going to fight for it. And Emory seems like the kind of guy that's just going to be like, look, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. I'm going to do this. And I, I think you should feel like that. I, I do. I don't think that the talent gap is as big as fans like to make it seem between Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones. I think it's, I think it's pretty close. I think they both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses. And if Emory were to leave, I don't like that. I know some people will bring up, it's because he didn't want to get into a quarterback battle with Anthony Richardson because that won't be the issue. It won't. The The issue will be for Emory 
that it is a lose-lose situation. Um, and it's as simple as that. It is a lose-lose situation for Everett Jones to stay in Gainesville because he either loses the quarterback battle, which means that he'll burn a year of eligibility and he will have lost the quarterback battle and people will trash him for that. Uh, and, and, and that he's going to spend a year just sitting on the bench. If he wins the quarterback battle, he's going to have to deal with Florida fans not wanting him to be the starting quarterback and probably booing him again because that's what they did already this year. In week three, and it's like, are you kidding me? Week three, they booed him? That That's just, it, it's bad. Like So I, I think it's a lose-lose for him to stay in Gainesville. I don't want him to leave, but I think it's the best thing for him to leave because it's a lose-lose. You know, you win the quarterback battle, and you're going to get trashed. You lose the quarterback battle, you're going to get clowned. So I, I think it's a lose-lose for him because, and I, I think he will leave because of the fans. And I've said it before, I think Florida fans, like, you, you got to get it through your thick skulls because I get it. We, we have thick skulls. I get it. You got to get through your skulls. Stop booing your starting quarterbacks because... You know, it happened with Felipe. Granted, Felipe got injured. Kyle Trask took a spot, and then he transferred. But I would have been shocked if he stayed in Florida after that year anyway with just how how fans treated him. Emory Jones, same thing. He struggled. He got boos. You're going to boo Anthony Richardson if he struggles. And I hate when fans are like, well, get used to it. That's what it's like being the quarterback for the University of Florida Gators football team. That's dumb. Like, Get used to getting booed. Yeah, we support the team, but if you suck, we're gonna boo you. Makes no sense. What are you, Eagles fans? Like, what is this? Why are you why are you booing your own fans? So we got Anthony Richardson's possibility. We got Emory Jones a possibility. You know who else is a possibility? Carlos Oriol Wilson is a possibility. Freshman this past year. Jalen Kidna is a possibility. We've got Jack Miller the third, the Ohio State transfer coming in, or the transfer coming in from Ohio State, who was a four-star quarterback in Arizona, got injured and fell to three-star and then went to Ohio State, but whatever. But a four-star quarterback from Arizona. And, I mean, he he hasn't put much tape. I was trying to watch his tape the other day, and I was just like, dude, this is, like, useless to try to watch. It's, like, six snaps. So I was like, this is just not worth it to try to watch and get anything of value out of it. Um, but, hey, I tried. It just made no sense. Um, but that, that's five options. And we've been told that Billy Napier – is interested in bringing in at least two quarterbacks this offseason. So whether it's a high school quarterback or another transfer, we've been told they're looking to bring him in. Maybe it's Cameron Ward. Maybe it's Cameron Ward from Incarnate Word. Uh, he's starting quarterback. He won the Jerry Rice Freshman of the Year Award. He, he had a fantastic... When you watch this kid, oh my goodness, bazooka attached to his body on his, on his damn arm. He's got the legs. Very good decision maker. I like Cameron Ward. And, I, I, and I've spoken to him. I was going to say I know him. I've spoken to him before. He's a very nice kid. I would love to see him in Gainesville. I think he'd be very good. When you look at a team where this is where we look at 2022, and it's like going into 2021, we all knew there'd be a quarterback battle, but it was pretty much Emory Jones' job to lose. Going into 2020, following the 2019 season, it was Kyle Trask's job to lose. So this is the first year in a few years now where we don't know who the starting quarterback. I don't want to say it's Anthony Richardson's job to lose because if Emory Jones comes back, 
I don't think it's Anthony Richardson's job to lose. I think it's a complete toss-up. If Emory Jones doesn't come back, then I think it's Anthony Richardson's job to lose. But if Emory comes back, I, I think it's a complete toss-up. And this is one of those times where we look at this quarterback group and we go, I don't know who the starting quarterback will be. Because I get it. We love Anthony Richardson. I get it. I love Emory Jones. I know there are listeners, the minority, that love Emory Jones. I'm, I Again, I'm not saying he's amazing. I'm just saying the talent gap is not as big as you think. The ceiling is very large. Like the ceiling gap is very large, but right now, not that big a difference. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very pro both of them. I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. I don't know. Maybe it will be Jack Miller the third. Maybe it will be Carlos Aria Wilson. Maybe it will be Jalen Kiddo. We don't know. We, we genuinely have no idea who the starting quarterback will be. And that's, I'd say, some of the excitement, you know. This is the first full offseason I get to cover, so I can't wait for it. But I, I I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. I don't know who Billy Napier will like. I think that he is very um, quarterback-friendly in his system in the sense that he'll build his system around whoever he has. We've seen him do it before. We've seen him do it wherever he's been. We've seen him kind of work his offense and change it around depending on who his quarterback is. If it's Anthony Richardson, we'll take more deep shots. We'll, we'll have more quarterback runs to the wide. If it's Emory Jones, we'll have more quarterback runs. Probably won't take more deep shots. We'll have more quarterback runs. Jack Miller probably won't see a ton of quarterback runs. And that's the thing. When people talk about Jack Miller's not a scheme fit for Billy Napier and like Louisiana's offense, Billy Napier ain't bringing Louisiana's offense. If Billy Napier wanted his quarterback, or if Billy Napier said, my quarterback needs to be able to run, he wouldn't have offered Jack Miller the third. I think that was a very good indicator that Billy Napier is willing to change his scheme and change his system around whoever his starting quarterback may be. And again, I wouldn't rule out Jack Miller the third. I think he's a pretty damn good passer. If he could stay healthy, I think he's a pretty damn good passer. Carlos Oriel Wilson and Jalen Kidna are the two, I don't want to say dark horses, but they're they're way behind. That's why they're not dark horses. Because I don't think they're I don't think they'll win the quarterback battle. They're way behind the other three. But I think if we go into a quarterback battle with Anthony Richardson. Emory Jones, Jack Miller, Carlos Aurelio Wilson, Jalen Kitna, and another QB on the docket. I don't know who it'll be. Because if it's Cameron Ward, I'm putting him up there. At, I'm, I'm surpassing Jack Miller the third with him. If it's not, then maybe Jack Miller the third is the guy. I wouldn't be shocked if he wanted either. I think he's a very skilled passer. So we're looking at a complete question mark at quarterback, and I'm actually very excited for that. Like I can't wait to see what happens there. Hey, Gators fans. I am here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for college, S-C-O-R-E, and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back right there. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE for college for an extra 50% per gallon or 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch, no, no catch at all. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE 
for 50% gallon cash back on your first tank. Now we're wrapping up today's show with what I want for the Gators in 2022. I know that I had Zach Cohen of the Draft Network here on Friday to cover for me. Thank you, Zach. And I had Tyler Fornas of NBC Sports Edge to cover for me on Friday. So thank you, Tyler. Both Gators fans, both great content creators. Just don't don't miss out on them. They're fantastic work. I, I love what they do. If you're into fantasy football, Zach Cohen crushes it there. Gambling, Tyler Fornas does it. He, he dabbles. He dabbles. Um... But here's what I want for the Gators in 2022. And again, this is all sports. I am talking very, um, I don't want to say generically, but I'm talking very broadly. I'm not talking about just football. I'm not talking about just basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball. I'm not talking about just baseball or softball. I'm talking pretty generically just Florida Gators current, former, don't care. I'm talking about the Gators. That's, and that, that's it. That's all I'm talking about with the Gators here. And first up, health. Yeah, that, that's that's what I want. And I don't mean just injury-wise. I mean COVID-wise, stay safe because this is no joke. I got, I got I ran out of breath feeding my cat the other day. Um, so this is no joke. So health is a big thing I'm talking about for the Gators. You know, stay, stay COVID-free if possible. Try to stay healthy. Eat right. Try to, try to not get injured there. Stretch. Make sure you do your things. I want health for the Florida Gators in 2022. At all levels. You know, Anthony Richardson, I, he dealt with injuries in 2021. He had multiple injuries in 2021. I want him to get right. Basketball, I want you to stay right. Every, everybody, I want you to stay right. I'm talking health is the first thing. Then culture is the second thing. And I know culture is already improving. You know, look at the Florida football team. Billy Napier is building that culture. You know, we you look at that team and you go, all right, like, like, like he's adding something to it. He's, he's adding a little bit of prestige back to it. He's adding a little bit of value back to the program by adding in Kamari Wilson from IMG, the five-star, adding in Shamar James, the four-star out of Alabama. And you and you look at the other names that Florida is talking to, and it's like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe Billy Napier is working on something a little special here. And he is. He, he's building the culture of the program. You know, he, he's fine letting players leave. You got Lloyd Severalls coming back after initially entering the transfer portal. He's coming back to Gainesville. He's, he's buying into the program. Chris Bogle didn't come back. Billy Napier tried to bring him back. Things like that where you look at the program and you look at the team and you look at what Billy Napier is doing and you go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with the steps that are being taken at this point. And, and then that's me. I'm, I'm fine with that. When you look at the culture, I'm talking about the basketball team. Basketball team, I, I think the effort... And the intensity is there always. I, I do. I, I think that the effort and the intensity is there. I don't think Mike White's the right guy. I know Zach Cohen said three words, fire Mike White. I don't disagree. But again, I'm not the type to be like, I'm fire him, fire him, fire him every day. I'm not going to do that. But I will say, you know, if, if things don't work, you got to get a culture builder, a program builder there. Someone that can get you over the hump, not just build through the transfer portal like Mike White tends to do but recruit high school athletes to come and buy into your program and come to Florida and either develop here for a couple of years and then go pro, go pro after one year. I don't care how they do it, but come here, develop yourself, get better, build and stay for the culture and build this program and stay relevant in college basketball. Women's basketball, Coach Finley, women's basketball had a rough year. We, we know this, but Coach Finley, She's done a phenomenal job of keeping these women kicking arse. Um, I'll, I'll say that. Coach Finley's done a fantastic job. 
men's baseball, softball, I mean, the culture is pretty much built there. But but the other sports, I, I think the culture, a winning culture, a devoted culture, a a, a soon-to-be pro culture needs to be developed. And I think two of the sports are working towards it. I think football is working towards it. I think women's basketball is working towards it. I want Coach Finley to stay. I think both of those sports are working towards it. Men's basketball, yet to be seen. But I want you, I want you to grow in 2022. And that leads to my final thing that I want in 2022 for the Florida Gators. Improvement. You know, football team. I don't need you to be a natty championship this year. I don't need you to be in the natty this year. I don't need you to be in the SEC championship this year. I do, I do need you to have more than six wins. <laughs> I, I want improvement. I don't know if we'll get more than six wins. I think we will. I think people are, uh, I think people are expecting it down, down here. I, I don't agree with that really. Uh, not that I'm expecting this phenomenal year, but I, I don't think we need a down year. I, I think that we've got a lot of good players coming back, especially, I mean, the rumor that Kyrie might come back. Uh, I don't know if he will, but that's rumor. I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad choice if he comes back and not because I'm a Gators fan, but just, you know, he's not a lock for the first round. And I think a solid year, a healthy year next year could make him a lock for the first round. So maybe it's worth it to come back. But at the same time, even if you're a second round pick, the first couple of years, the first couple of years, as long as you stay healthy, you'll, you'll get your payday in the second contract. So maybe there's that. Maybe it's better to go at the end of the first round. You're going to be with a contender right away. Stuff like that where, I don't know what's going to happen, but improvement. That's what I'm looking for. Men's basketball. I want you to move on from Mike White. If you don't, improve. Women's basketball, keep Coach Finley. Improve. Baseball, softball, you're already elite, but but improve. You know, that's, that's my point. Improvement is what I want from you. I want health, I want culture development, and I want growth and improvement. That is all I want for the Florida Gators. I'm not going to throw specific things at you. That is what I want. Very broad, but that's where we are. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Don't miss out tomorrow as we'll maybe look into into what I missed last week with COVID. Thank you all for checking in on me again. But now make your second listen Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W H O L E N I N E Sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.